This is the Prestigious Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. Welcome back. Today we're going to continue our exploration of effective communication. In this episode, we're going to dive into the world of emotional intelligence and empathy, two essential components of success- successful communication. Join us as we uncover the power of understanding emotions and cultivating empathy to forge deeper connections with others. So emotional intelligence, often uh, people talk about this as, and, and they reference it as EQ. Uh, this is basically the ability to recognize, understand, and manage our own emotions and the emotions of others. And, you know, really there's kind of like five key components to emotional intelligence. We have self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. So the first of which, self-awareness, which is basically being aware of our own emotions when we are communicating to others. And, And, you know, really that's the first step because I think that's probably one of the more important ones on that list of being aware that you have emotions and as you're communicating with somebody you very likely are communicating your emotions to that person as well and then kind of the second step for that is self-regulation as you are communicating with that person it's important to keep in mind that you want to be able to regulate your emotions in real time as you're talking to the other person as you know, maybe you want to prevent yourself from giving away too much, or you want to seem um, empathetic to their situation, or you actually are empathetic to your, their situation. You want to be able to regulate that to let them know how you're feeling, what your emotions are, and how much per se of that you want to share with them. The next step would be motivation. And really, this would be the why behind you want to manage those emotions that you're that you're showing or that you're not showing is like your reasons your your reason why you are showing or not showing whatever those emotions are number four again is empathy with empathy you can understand and share the feelings with others so you get to share your feelings with them and they you pick up on the feelings they're giving you and you can kind of communicate on a empathy level empathetic level with that person that you're talking with. And then number five are social skills. Uh, This would refer to the social setting that you're in, being able to act in accordance with the specific surroundings that you're in. You don't, again, if you're in a coffee shop, I mean, maybe you do, but you maybe don't want to stand up and start yelling at the person that you're talking with, or, you know, just be able to, to be adept and socially aware of what is going on around you and match the conversation to that surrounding. Now, of course, by keeping these emotional intelligence or EQ components in mind, you can transform the type of communication and relationships, uh, sorry, relationships that you're building with people. It's interesting to kind of break that down into five pieces, which I I don't know if you've ever really done much research on this or thought about it much. I, I didn't know there was these five things of the EQ. And in fact, as you were talking, I, I Googled EQ and what that actually means. It means emotional quotient. Again, whatever that means, apparently is five different things. However, when you're talking about these things, it's interesting to me because each one of these five things is a very in-depth and complicated thing to try to balance. 
And to try to keep all five of those in balance and to work on all of them at the same time, I think that's kind of daunting and sounds like a challenge. So for example, you know, maybe take part number one, self-awareness. Maybe for you or for me, it's it's really easy to be self-aware, to know how we are feeling in any kind of situation. And kind of leads into number two, the self-regulation. If you know how you're feeling, you're able to kind of regulate those feelings and do things you need to do to help balance yourself out. And then going into three, motivation. Um, you know, why you're wanting to manage your emotions. Sometimes it doesn't I don't give myself that thought. I don't think, okay, why do I want to feel a certain way or why do I want to not feel a certain way? I just I don't like the way I'm feeling or I want to change the way I'm feeling. And so I do it. I don't consider the motivation or, you know, getting into the last two, empathy and social skills. Sometimes that those two things can be lacking, um, not because I don't care, but because I'm not consciously thinking of keeping those two things as part of my uh, communication and what's going on. So maybe we'll get back into this a little bit later, but I think in conversations I've had with people and the way that I interact with people, very often do I do things with not ill intent. I do, I do things because I think it's the right thing or I didn't know what else to do or whatever whatever the reason may be. I do it and I don't consider how it would make someone else feel because I know that I didn't do it to make someone else feel a certain way. Um, and that's kind of that, you know, step four or part four of that, the empathy and not realizing the things that I say, things that I do, how it makes other people feel before I actually do them. And then, you know, someone comes to me and says, hey, you did this and it made me feel this way. And immediately I'm thinking to myself, no, I, I didn't mean to be that. I didn't mean to do that because I didn't. But what I didn't do is take into account the way that they would feel when I said or did that thing. I wasn't empathetic. I was lacking that social skill. So again, it's kind of a tangent on that, but it's interesting that this one thing can be broken into five different things that I think each one of them is a difficult thing to kind of master or to work on. And so it kind of provides it or presents that challenge to us. If you really want to be effective communicators, we need to be in touch with all parts of this one part of communication too so just it just seems so diverse you know I, I don't think I've really thought about it on this minute of a level before yeah really communication is such a uh, it's a skill it really is a skill and all there's so many components that build an effective communication with another person and to, to build an effective communicator a person that can effectively communicate with you know lots of people you know as far as that that breakdown goes again I really feel that self-awareness is you know, the first step for an important reason is because being aware of your, firstly, that emotional intelligence is something to be aware of. And then number two, you know, part of being aware is aware of how your emotions are presented or regulated or transferred or picked up from the other person. All of that, that self-awareness, I think really is, is the first thing because it's so important. That's the first step on that, that five-tiered list, self-awareness is, you know, again, they're all important in their own ways, but I think self-awareness is that first step in, in being able to understand that there's a little bit more than just, you know, know what you're going to say and say it to this person so they can understand it. But there's so much more for that communication aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. So empathy, empathy, you know, really empathy is the, the cornerstone of making a me meaningful communication putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and seeing the word world from their 
perspective can be a great way to communicate with others. Of course, we've thought about that before. And really, every time I have heard that that quote or that saying before, I've only just heard just the beginning of it. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes. But there's more to it. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes and see the world from their perspective. And that can be a great way to connect and communicate with others. Empathy's fo- fo- uh, so I'm going to try that again. Empathy fosters trust, strengthens relationships, and helps you become a more compassionate communicator. Like what I mentioned earlier too, you know, and you just said communication being a skill and being able to exercise your empathy can also be a skill. And then, like I said, I think for me personally, at least, it's a lot easier for me to practice empathy or be empathetic when someone is pointing it out to me. Maybe that's contrary to the the whole idea, but I don't necessarily think of it beforehand of how it might make someone feel. But when someone's telling me, hey, you did this, it made me feel this way. I'm able to see that. Oh, yeah, I can see how it make you feel that way. But I think the next step to that is to be able to preemptively run that through your head of, hey, if I say this or do this, how is that going to make someone else feel? Or how would I feel if that person said that to me and flip the flip the roles there and kind of see how that goes? And so just that one part of that communication that we're talking about right now is that empathy. And it really is very important because like I just said, you know, imagine if someone were, if something hurt your feelings, imagine the other way around, if you hurt someone's feelings, how that would feel. And I guess that's a bad way to explain that. But, you know, but when you're saying something, try to imagine how it's going to sound to the other person. Try to imagine how that person is going to take it, how it's going to make them feel. And if you don't like the way it makes you feel, if you put yourself in their shoes, then maybe you shouldn't say it or find a different way to say it or do something differently, you know? And like I said, I, I, at least personally, it's hard for me to do that before it actually happens. After the fact, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you're saying that this hurts your feelings and I understand why it hurts your feelings. Sorry, but I can't do that. Not can't, but I'm not good at doing that before. And so that's something I want to start practicing more is maybe it's the wrong term for it or I shouldn't say it this way, but preemptive empathy and trying to, maybe that goes with empathy. I don't need to clarify preemptive, but you know, like I said, it's something I struggle with, something I would like to do better on. Well, you know, I, I think I can't remember what episode it was, but a handful of episodes ago, we talked. I talked about setting an intention for meeting with somebody or, or talking with somebody, and I think that is is essentially what I I'm hearing you say is to to set an intention to have empathy or have an empathetic connection with this person before you go and make that connection with the person. Yeah, and and even going back to what I said earlier today again, I think. The hardest part on top of that is that when someone tells me I hurt their feelings, my immediate reaction is, no, I didn't because I didn't want to. But that's not, that doesn't matter because whatever I did that hurt their feelings, it hurt their feelings whether I meant to or not. And so I, I like how you're saying the intention behind that, but then also being able to uh, use the appropriate language to match your intention. Does that make sense? Because like I said, I think I go into situations where I don't want to be mean. I don't want to hurt someone's feeling. I don't want to put them down. But something that I said did that to them, whether I meant to or not. And so my intention is not to be a bad communicator or to make someone feel a certain way. However, it ends up happening because I didn't communicate in a way that lined up with my intention. 
So I, I like that too, you know, having that intention, but then also developing the skill and working on the skill to actually communicate the intention that you're trying to, I think is important. Right. Or building, building the blocks to, to being an effective communicator. Very good. I like it. So, you know, the next part for this would be to combine empathy with active listening. And of course, being able to combine those things can create a powerful uh, connection dynamic. Truly understanding someone's emotions and, and experiences can lead to more meaningful conversations. Of course, some practical tips for active listening with empathy would be to paraphrase, sorry, paraphrase and validate that person's feelings. You can do this by feeding back what you heard them say and how that made you feel or perhaps how you think that person is feeling in that moment. And by doing this, that would be a way to kind of check in just to make sure everybody's on the same page that one, you heard what they said correctly. And two, that you are getting the correct intention to use that phrase again, uh, for their feelings across, like it is coming across the way that that person wants it to, to come across. And so again, combining active listening with empathy. So being able to feedback them, that information, paraphrase it, and then to validate their feelings that feed that back to them as well, just to check in to make sure this is what I'm hearing you say. This is how I think you're feeling. Is that correct? Essentially, yes, no. And then you can go from there just to make sure that that connection is really being made uh, purposefully instead of accidentally. Yeah. And to tie that into another part of our, our effective communication, we're tying it back into active listening, but also tying it back into clarity and conciseness, I think is important because if you're in a conversation, you're listening to what they're saying, and then you're just repeating it back to them and your tone of voice is off or you sound sarcastic or you sound like you don't care, even though you are exercising active listening, it needs to be communicated with the empathy and that, and that um, kind of rehashing. And so just saying it back or just saying, oh, you, I can see you're upset or I understand how that upset you or, well, you just said this may not be the best thing use your empathy and use your best judgment when you're doing that. Because I think if you're not careful, again, it goes back into the skill of communication. If you don't communicate in the right way, you don't communicate it well, it could end up doing more damage. And, you know, another layer to this as well is that sometimes people aren't looking for an answer. People aren't looking for you to, um, they're not looking for whatever you think they're looking for. Sometimes they're just looking for you to listen and hear what they have to say and understand how it hurt them. And sometimes that's all they need is just for you to be like, oh, I hear what you're saying and I understand how that was frustrating. They don't need you to, well, I didn't do that to hurt your feelings or I didn't say that because I wanted you to feel that way. It, you just need to listen. And so sometimes that active listening and empathy are going together with just you being there to hear what they have to say and to validate those feelings. Maybe not even with words, but like I said, again, just be careful the way that you do it because it could go the wrong way if you're not communicating well, not paraphrasing well, not uh, validating well. And so use even more empathy in that situation to kind of imagine or think about how it's going to make that person feel in the way that you are kind of listening and feeding that back to them. Right. And all this is about understanding, right? Understanding the other person and making sure that person understands you. And, you know, Emotional intelligence not only helps us to understand others, but also influences how we respond in different situations. 
there's an art to choosing the right words and, and tone to express yourselves effectively. By using, key, by, sorry, by using the key components of emotional intelligence, we can better navigate challenging conversations with grace and foster better connections. So it's, it's about being tactful with the words that you choose. No, I didn't, I didn't mean to make you upset or I'm, you know, the way it's not just the way you say it, but it's also the words you say and being key, using those key words or, or staying away from key words even would be very helpful as you're trying to de-escalate a situation if there's a, a, a disagreement going on, or if you want to be the escalator for whatever reason, then, you know, do you have to pick and choose your words correctly and carefully in order to correctly convey your point to the other person, especially again, especially if you're trying to de-escalate the situation, the words you use are so important to de-escalating and, and, you know, one word or two words out of place or with the wrong tone put behind those words. Oh man, that can, that can greatly change the outcome of whatever that conversation was intended in the first place. Empathy definitely plays a crucial role in, you know, resolving conflicts, finding common ground when you're in an argument, things like that. Like you said, empathetic communication can de-escalate tense situations. You know, it can lead to a win-win solution in some of those those positions. And the power of empathy can build bridges and foster understanding, which, like you said, is trying to kind of what we're going for. You know, trying to solve the conflicts in a way that, whether you know you're at work or you're with your friends, or you're talking to a partner or something like that, you really want to be empathetic and to de-escalate those conflicts and find a common ground, you know? And I think a lot of this conversation that we've talked about so far with empathy is having to deal with maybe arguments or disagreements. And that's a huge part or uh, an important place to be empathetic in, but, you know, it does transcend that. Just because maybe we're not in an argument doesn't mean I shouldn't exercise my empathy or be communicating with empathy. And, you know, as much as we're focusing on that part of it too, I think it is, is huge to maintain your self-awareness, your self-regulation, and practice those social skills, not just in those tense situations, but to be empathetic in any way you communicate, you know. So it's an effective tool during those tense times, but it's also a beneficial tool when you're not necessarily in conflict too. You know, I think of some some people that, that I know and some of the people that we both know together, I can think of a handful of people that are really good at de-escalating those situations, some situations that could be out of, you know, out of hand pretty quickly. And I would say that those people not only are good in that situation, but generally those people are also good at communicating in other situations as well. So they're that that art of being able to de-escalate situations, being able to, to understand the per- that person's emotions and then also correctly convey their own emotions in those situations, both being empathetic to that person and showing their empathy that you know, for themselves as well, using all five of those steps. Those people are, are, are great in that situation, but they're also really good communicators outside of that as well, just standard communication. So not to say that one is equals the other, but I, I would say that if you are good at de-escalating situations, I would bet or be willing to understand or assume that you are also an effective communicator in your own right as well, not just at de-escalating situations, but as 
conveying whatever point that you're trying to make as well. I think those two things go hand in hand. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sounding like that emotional intelligence and that empathy is kind of the heart of effective communication. And if you come across someone or if you yourself are able to kind of uh, utilize your emotional intelligence and practice empathy within conflict or even without of conflict, it kind of is the mark of a good communicator. Would you, would you agree with that? I would agree. Yeah. You know, by developing these skills, you can cultivate uh, richer connections with those people around you, create a more harmonious and empathetic world. And join us next time as we continue our journey in effective communication. Thank you for tuning in to the Prestigious Initiative. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the Prestigious Initiative on your favorite podcast platform. Stay connected with us on all the social media platforms for more insightful uh, discussions and practical tips. Remember, emotional intelligence and empathy are powerful tools that you can use to elevate your communication and relationships. Until next time, communicate with heart and make a positive impact on the world.